man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. we something. Yeah, yeah. You. Y'all yeah, digging, no digging, 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 digging yourself into some holes, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she gonna beat me when she come home. Y'all hear me yelling? Y'all know what's going on. <laughs> so nice. Play to work sports. sports. Well, 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 Vince, we're back at it again. Tag team. Yeah. Hey, this is uh, this is week fourteen, man. They haven't uh, they haven't fired us, and kicked us out the air, told us to go home, not come back. None of that yet. So we gotta be doing something right here. Within, well, I think we're within the community guidelines. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm waiting to get that little uh, pink slip in the mail. <laughs> but uh, but hey, man. So another weekend, man. Uh, some great football, um, and then some garbage football. Uh, some great MLB games. My Padres moved on. Your uh, all of your teams moved on. So, uh, I mean, well, I guess one of them didn't play. So, you know, it's just uh, a wild little week. We got some stuff kind of popping off in the NBA. We got a coach getting fired. We got a uh, quarterback's inability to throw the ball. I mean, you know, global NFL takeover. It, it's going to be a, a pretty packed episode pretty interesting episode this week man i'm excited to get uh going with it oh yes sir yes sir i'm ready to get into it too it's a very very interesting week uh for for me basketball um i i've definitely wanted to talk about this one this week so let's let's jump right into it jonathan all right man well so first off everybody out there vince and me been talking about this for for a minute now and uh, I say a minute, it's been like two or three weeks, but we talk about it pretty regularly. Um, and we just decided to go for it. So we actually have a segment that we're going to run each week, just like, uh, or, or each week for the NFL, right? And uh, it's kind of like Chris Berman's the, the fastest three minutes or whatever he does, where he just recaps all of the games. We're kind of doing that uh, on, the, on the grand scale, but we like, kind of want to put a little more information in there. And uh, we're not as good as Chris Berman, mainly me. So we're just going to kind of see where this takes us and evolves. But, yeah, we're going to kick it five minutes. You get five minutes of my time, and I'm going to recap all the NFL games to this point that we are recording right now. So, hey, Vince, with that, man, I, I think we're ready. All right, man. Hey, stand by for uh, the, the five minutes of, of all the NFL scores. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here it comes. Take five. Thursday night, primetime. Indianapolis Colts head to Denver to take on the Broncos. Field goal, field goal, field goal. This game was rough. Four interceptions thrown, two by Ryan, two by Wilson. Ten sacks total and zero touchdowns. We all need a free month of Amazon Prime after watching this game. Indy escapes in overtime because four quarters wasn't enough for a win. 12-9. The Atlanta Falcons travel 456 miles to take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Buccaneers. First quarter, it was scoreless. Second quarter, it was 12-3. At the end of the third, the Bucs led 21-0. It wasn't until the fourth quarter that the Atlanta offense wanted to actually play. After scoring 15 unanswered points, Atlanta had two different questionable calls that cost them the game. Tampa survives a late surge by the Falcons and wins 21-15. 
New York G-Men and the Green Bay Packers head to London to take each other on. At the half, the Packers led 20 to 10. Giants scored 17 on answer points on Green Bay's final drive. Aaron Rodgers had his pass batted down at the line of scrimmage on third and fourth to secure the win for the Giants 27-22. The Pittsburgh Steelers head north to take on the Buffalo Bills and they should have just stayed in PA. The Bills beat them like they stole something from them. If you look at the stats, this game should have been a lot closer. Kenny Pickett broke 300 passing yards but couldn't score. Josh Allen is that man. 424 yards, 4 touchdowns, 1 interception. The Bills make light words of the Steelers. 38-3. The Los Angeles Chargers head to Cleveland to take on the Browns. This was a rushing battle. Over 400 rushing yards. Nick Chubb, 134 rushing yards, 2 touchdowns. Austin Eckler, 173 rushing yards and 1 touchdown. On a failed fourth down conversion, the Chargers give the ball back to the Browns, only for them to send the ball sailing to the right on the go-ahead field goal. Chargers win 30-28. The Chicago Bears head to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. After a strong start, the Vikings allowed the Bears to crawl back in and take the lead late in the game, 22-21. Kirk Cousins found the early power and ran the ball in to take the lead with 2 minutes and 29 seconds left. Vikings win 29-22. The Detroit Lions go to New England to play the third-string quarterback, Bailey Zeppi, and the Patriots. Not much to say about this game because it was one-sided. The Pats exposed the Detroit defense, and the Lions' offense couldn't score. Pats pitch a perfect shutout, 29-0. The Seattle Seahawks go to the south to take on the New Orleans Saints. What a game. Back and forth, back and forth, six lead changes. Taysom Hill accounted for four touchdowns. Don't ask what position he plays because he just works there. Great game by Geno Smith. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. Saints win 39-32. The Miami Dolphins head north to take on the New York Jets for an AFC East matchup. Tyreek Hill had a rough day by his standards, only getting 47 yards. The Dolphins are down to their third-string quarterback, Skylar Thompson. Zach Wilson looked good, and the Jets scored five rushing touchdowns as they snap a 12-game skid against AFC East opponents. 40-17, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Tennessee Titans took a trip to the Capitol to take on the Washington Commanders. Brian Robinson comes back just six weeks after being shot on a carjacking attempt. Wentz actually had a good game. He just got no help from the Russian attack. Titans pick him off at the one-yard line with six seconds to go and win 21-17. Texans go to Florida to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags looked rough. Lawrence threw two picks, one in the red zone and one on the final play of the game. Young man, that's not going to get it done. Texans get the first win of the year, 13-6. San Francisco 49ers fly to the East Coast to play the Carolina Panthers on a day where both teams finished with 244 passing yards. The outcome, however, for both quarterbacks was very different. Jimmy G had two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Baker Mayfield had zero touchdowns and one interception. 49ers win 37-15, and Matt Rule gets fired. Dallas Cowboys held to LA to take on the defending Super Bowl champs, the Rams. Defense, defense, defense. Not much else you could say. Dallas had one interception, two fumble recoveries, one touchdown. Cooper rushes 5-0 as a starter, and the Cowboys win 22-10. The undefeated Philadelphia Eagles head to Arizona to play the Cardinals. This was a battle for the first time all season. Philly did not get over 400 total yards offense. Pretty much even stat lines as well. With 22 seconds left, the Cards missed the tying field goal, and the Eagles remain undefeated 20-17. Sunday night, prime time featuring the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. 
This game should have been controlled by the Ravens, but once again, Lamar continues to show he cannot win alone with his arm, but his legs do just fine. With less than two minutes left, the Ravens go down and kick a field goal to win the game 19-17. And that is it. All right, Vince. Well, with that, man, that, uh, I mean, I don't know how else to put it, that, that lack of oxygen that I got while, uh, while running through all the games. Um, <laughs> what do you really want to talk about, man? I mean, there's, there's some headlines. There's some stuff brewing. What, uh, what's your, what's your big thing? What's your number one topic right now that you want to talk about? I would like to say the quarterback controversy with the Patriots going on right now. I like it. Um, I like it. My guy, I mean, he didn't ball out, but he balled, you know, and you, you got Matt Jones that doesn't really want to play right now. He's kind of bucking on the system and you got a third stringer coming in and getting the job done. I understand it's the lions, but this is a testament to Belichick. He doesn't produce great quarterbacks. I think Brady was going to be the goat regardless of whether or not he was playing under Belichick. But he gets his players prepared. He's 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 the master preparer. So think about Matt Castle. You, you know, I mean, <laughs> Garoppolo, Matt Castle, Garoppolo, Brian Hoyer. I mean, he does it. He he makes it happen, man. And like you said, this kid didn't ball out, dude. But this kid is looking good. He he came in last week for an injured Brian Hoyer, and took the Patriots and the Packers to the wire in overtime. He lost it, but dude, you're competing against one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever step on the, on the NFL field. And then this week he comes back and they play the number one scoring offense. Now, they are the, the 32nd scoring defense, but the kid got out there and did what he needed to do, man, and they won 29 to nothing. Um, and he just shuts up and plays, man. Yep, he does. And Belichick's big on that. Yes, do your job and nothing else. That's it, dude. I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I've never been a fan of Mac Jones. I think he runs his mouth too much. He's too full of himself. I'm not big on that um, arrogant swag per se. Uh, confident swag, yes. I, I like I like me a confident player. I don't like me an arrogant player. And there's a difference, you know. Uh, to me, Joe Burrow's is is confident. Mac Jones is arrogant. You know, um, Josh Allen is confident, and Josh Rosen is arrogant. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference to me in quarterbacks and or just players in general, and I like that confidence. So this kid, I can see this kid taking over. Mac Jones keeps playing around. He's already struggled. He's playing around, and, he, and he's gone, man. He's finding himself on the bench, and he's going to be a Josh Rosen being a backup. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wait, he's still in the league? Josh Rosen? I thought, Man, I don't know where he's at. He was with the Falcons last I, year. I, I, I bet my bottom dollar he's not in the league anymore. I haven't heard anything about Josh Rosen. He was in, He was playing for the Falcons last year. Well, you know how that went. I mean, he wasn't playing. Let's go, <laughs> let's go ahead. He was on the team. He, wasn't, he was on the he team. Was on the team. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was riding that pine, holding it down, handing out the water. Yep. So, hey, uh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave that Ravens situation to you a little bit. Okay. And I'm going to talk about the firing of Matt Rule. And to me, right, so the, so today, well, yeah, today, everybody woke up and bam, 
old man got his pink slip. He's uh, he's on his way probably back to college, let's be honest. Didn't now, belong in the, the NFL. Carolina, no, and the Carolina Panthers is not the franchise you really want to take over, man. Let's be honest. No, not at um, all. You know, to me, taking over an NFL franchise that is struggling is one of the hardest things to do. Because when you have college, there's people that have been loyal to your college for generations. NFL money becomes involved, and these are grown people. These aren't going with, like, this is the team I grew up rooting for. Right. A lot of them are chasing that dollar and that future. So I think it's harder, man, and I don't think he was the guy for it. So they fired him. Here's what uh, here's what's wild, man. I don't know if you know this. He's going to make $834,000 a month for the next 48 months from the Carolina Panthers. To sit at home? To sit at home on the couch, man. Go team? <laughs> Go team? Oh, my God. Over three quarters of a million every month. Hey, just go ahead and deposit that into my uh, bank account. Is this after taxes it, it, or before taxes? It doesn't I'm matter. Sure it's, I'm sure it's before taxes. But here's the thing. If it's me, if I'm him, bro, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm taking those two years off to enjoy my family. I got a steady paycheck coming in. Why not? Oh, yeah. We're, what are we hey, doing look. today? <laughs> <laughs> what you want to eat for breakfast, babe? Yeah. <laughs> hey, so I'll let, you, I'll let you roll into your Lamar Jackson thing because I know you have been foaming at the mouth to say this stuff. Well, I mean, it's, it's the inability to throw the ball. It's, it's, it, it was horrible. I, I, I don't think he did, he – did he even – I believe he didn't throw over 100 yards or 200 yards – Yesterday, I, I want to say he didn't. I think it was 188, but don't quote me. I'm pretty sure it was under 200. It was 174. It was 174. There you go. There you go. Okay, so to put in perspective of what I'm saying, and I'm not trying to be critical, overly critical of, of this, I, I, I just don't think that he is a top 10 quarterback. And I have a couple of stats here, and I even brought up some stats that are that that go in his favor. So I don't I don't appear as if I'm being biased whatsoever. But I'm I'm gonna throw these off. Eighteenth, eighteenth in completion percentage, which is sixty three point eight. Fifteenth in yards per completion, which is seventeen point two. He's seventeen in yards uh, per game, two hundred fourteen point three. Now, these are the good stats for him. His QBR is 63.5. He's eighth in the league. His rating is six, and he's at 97.9. Those are his passing stats. Here is where my concern is. He is in the top 10 in rushing yards. He is first in yards per carry, eighth in yards per game, and he has nine, he's ninth, ranked ninth, in first downs as a rusher. You're, so, I mean, what's your what's your complaint there, though? He's getting it done. He's getting it done. But when you watch last night's game, there were three passes where he could have sealed the game. And I believe two of them, they, they had it during the game. It was about 65% chance. Of, yeah, of, one of them was uh, one of them was right under fifty that he would make the throw because yeah. dude was a step by. I mean, the dude was a step behind the uh, the wide receiver. But if you hit him in stride, that's he game. It. And the other one was wide open. Wide open. Wide open. Wide open. You know, it's it, and you know, just watching that last series, those they threw two passes on that last drive. All he did was run. 
That's all he did. He did get it done. He, he did get it done. He got but, he got it done, but that's that's not going to get it done to win a championship. I don't think so. No, you have to be able to throw, man. But, you have to be able to throw. This league is a pass happy league, and unless you have a monster defense, and he doesn't, you're not going to make it. I mean, but, not make it but his defense did their job in the second half. Yeah, but they did their job against one of the one of the least one of the worst pass blocking teams in the NFL. I mean, they are one of the worst. He's you know it's pretty I mean, Joe sad. Burrows is is on pace to be sacked more than anybody this year, and and arguably probably one of the top in NFL history. I mean, well, he's got to be up there. Well, this is another thing. I mean, you only sacked Joe Burrow twice. They have one of the worst offensive line, if not the worst offensive line. So he can't rely on his defense to to get anything when he gets done. in a hole to get stops. No, can't get stops. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I think the go ahead. The the, the Bengals got down the field to score to put themselves in in the lead. But can can we can we talk about this unhuman kicker? Bro, for the re- like, I seen a stat. I seen a stat that said if they had put the goalpost one yard apart, Justin Tucker's <laughs> kick would have been good. Yes, this, this is crazy. This dude's automatic. Yo, I don't know if you've seen it. There's a video going on right now that is shows Justin Tucker talking about his kick and uh, like how he kicks, what he visualizes, all that. Like when he goes to kick, and uh, he's not a human. If you uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but if you haven't went and watched the video, dude, I've never seen a kicker. I've never seen anybody that that breaks their play down. Like I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, bro. I literally don't know how to explain it. This dude is he's nuts. He's nuts with it. I'm like this dude takes his job serious and very humble. Yeah, very humble. But the dude is just like. He's 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 the best kicker in NFL history right I, now. I, I agree. Uh, there's 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 nobody you can put in front of him. You can't even argue he has the stats to prove it. Yeah, yeah. Them. You know he's 61 kicks in a row on game-winning field goals. It's ice cold, man. 61 games. Ice cold, man. That, yeah, bro. That he's is one. He's won 61 games for that franchise, kicking game winners. Pay the man. Hmm. 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 Well. The last thing I want to talk about, and, and I ain't really even got much to say about it. I'm going to let you kind of put this one to bed. Cooper Rush. We got to talk about him because everybody wants to <laughs> hear about to, him right now. We have to, my guy. We have to. He's 5-0. and But he's not doing it. I'm going to tell you right now, man. All you need – Justin Fields sitting back there. Josh Rosen probably sitting back there right now could win with the way that team is playing. Yes. That defense is, is – I picked them up in fantasy football trying to find somebody this week, and they got me 22 points. So that defense is crushing it right now, yep. crushing it. And all Cooper Cup has to do is not turn the ball over to win. That's it. Just don't try anything special, fancy. Just don't turn it over. And that is, I mean, the team, the Cowboys, their 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 defense scored seven points for them, you know. So. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't think I don't think Dak Prescott has anything to worry about because yes, they have a, a pretty good backup that can manage, but he's not starting material. Let's be honest. You can't put the ball in his hand to win the game. 
he, he's he's getting paid as a backup for a reason. However, I will say this, and this is not me wanting Cooper Rush to play against my Eagles. I think it's the safest bet to do. If you're going to bring back Dak Prescott, you don't bring him against the number one team in the NFC. You don't. I don't think so. That's that's suicide. Take the loss if it happens. And then Dak can come back all happy like, hey, I'm here to save the day. Not only that, man, Dak's still – I mean, you send him back to the team that's red hot, his first game back. That's how you break him back in? Yeah, you don't do that. You don't do that at all. No, no man. You don't. So, it's 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 going to be interesting to see. However, I, I think Cooper Rush is probably going to play another two games. They – they're playing with house money right now. They're playing with house yeah, money. I mean, they were, they were. I mean, yeah, they were. At best, you're hoping he goes two and two. Yeah. This year, and he's four and zero this year. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's talk about the the final thing from this week's game, and that is the elephant in the room, the poor ability of the NFL refs to make calls correctly once again. So, and I guarantee if you've heard this, if you heard anything about NFL over the past day or so, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The Falcons and Buccaneers game. So, for for those of y'all that were living under rocks, the Falcons went into the fourth quarter down 21 nothing, And uh, all of a sudden, it was like, just flip the script. They scored a touchdown. They scored. They they shut out the uh, Buccaneers, three and out. When it scored again, got the two point conversion, and they had shut the Buccaneers out three times in a row actually. And they were getting ready to shut them out again. And the first play that they got out there was Mike Evans comes up, runs about four yards deep, and runs right into the corner. So what do they do? They obviously they're they're jocking, they're you know shoving and stuff like that. But you could do that within the first four yards. Yes. Within the first five yards, you can do it. So they're about four yards deep, and they're hitting each other. And then Mike Evans, you see, kind of just slides off the corner as he starts to go to do his route, and a flag's called or a flag's thrown, right? Penalty's called, and they said it was defensive holding. Right. Now, this is third down play. This is going to end the drive. So they roll in and give another set of downs to him, right? And I'm going to tell you, the announcers right now were like, um, that was that was not a good call. I mean, this is a, that's a rough call. That's a, He's only four yards. That's one you, you, you don't call. I mean, he's still within his right to do it, blah, blah. And they're, they're still talking about that one a little bit. And uh, the Falcons get the Bucks to another third down and Brady's back there, and Grady Jarrett comes busting through. Brady takes off bootlegging to his right. Grady chases him down, obviously, tackles him. And Grady Jarrett, first off, is one of the best players that I have ever seen at sacking a player and not landing his body weight on him. He knows how to get to the side. I, I can, and, and he probably has, but I cannot tell you one time I've ever seen him get a rough in the passer call when he sacks somebody. Now, maybe, you know, getting shoved into their legs in, the, in a call. I've seen stuff like that, you know what I mean, for players. Maybe him, maybe not. I'm not sure. But as far as, like, legit, 
I got you, I'm sacking you. Never seen him land like that. I mean, he just, he knows how to, he's one of the best, man. And, uh, you know, I'm sure if you look through all of his sacks ever, you may find one. But he he's really good. And uh, he sacks him. He gets up, and they throw the flag and call it. Now, he's on the side of Brady, and he's going down, right? So he's... He's grabbed Brady. His head's on Brady's right side of Brady's hip. He's falling to his right shoulder. He hits, and obviously he rolls, right? Takes Brady down. A textbook sack in today's NFL. They throw a rough in the, pa- uh, rough in the passer flag, give him a first down, and obviously they win the game. The announcers literally are speechless. They're trying to, I mean, they're, they're trying to say something. They're stumbling over their words. They don't know what to say, man. Obviously, social media has come unglued, and they said this is probably the worst call that many of them have ever seen in all of football. I'm not going to go that far because I did see Golden Tate one time grab a, a Green Bay wide receiver who caught the ball, or Green Bay uh, defensive back who caught the ball, intercepted it on a final play. <laughs> Golden Tate jumped on the ball, and they called Golden gave Golden Tate the the touchdown. I remember that game when it's. Blankly, yes, it's blankly obvious. God, I was in Texas whenever that was. That was in 2012. I don't, I don't remember when, but it was the worst. That was the worst play I've ever seen in my life. That's Because I think they even reviewed it. I think they even reviewed it because it's a scoring play, but it was horrible. That was the worst I've ever seen. So, but this is up there, man. And obviously, it cost the the Falcons to not only lose, but the Bucks to take sole ownership of the division. And so the Falcons would have been. Had they scored, they would have been number one in the division. Now they're number three because the Saints hold the tie. So that one play changed the dynamic of everything. And it's it's a horrible play, man. And here's what bothers me the most, right? Because after this play, and I know I'm talking about this one a lot, but here's what really bothers me the most. I, I'm used to some bad football, questionable calls, stuff like that. You expect that, right? What I don't expect is you get paid a lot of money to officiate a game. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that the entire world can see that call and realize it's not, and you call it. Something has to be done about these calls. First off, stop protecting these quarterbacks like that. They're an NFL player. He gets hit in the head, it's a penalty. Somebody falls on him, it's a penalty. Guess what? We don't do that to running backs. This isn't flag football. Let him take a hit. Yeah. Yeah. But here was the reporter asked him a question, and they said, there was a third down penalty where the Falcons had a rough in the passer called after second Tom Brady that extended the drive. Just looking for clarification on what constitute that rough in the passer. Now this referee, Jerome Booger, Barger, said, uh, what I had was a defender grab the quarterback while he was still in the pocket and unnecessarily throwing him to the ground. That is what I was making my decision based upon. The reporter then said, that play was similar to the play that injured Miami quarterbacks Tua. Is that something you have made a specific measure to try to watch out for? The takedowns on quarterbacks like that? His response, no, not necessarily. May I? Yeah, I'm still caught up on the the quarterback was still in the pocket and he unnecessarily threw him to the ground. Yeah. So now do we wrap him up and they just call him down right then? <sighs> So I'm gonna keep going with that. When you go ahead, I'm done talking about this topic. I hate so, this topic. So like me and you, me and you had this conversation about a week and a half ago, where I got into a 
disagreement with another streamer. Remember, I was telling you about that one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. This falls perfectly into what he was talking about. I, I you know. I guess all defensive linemen and linebackers basically need to have a pillow and a freaking blanket to tuck these quarterbacks in because that's how they want them to be tackled from now on. It's very frustrating to see that when you have guys like, I'm going to name a couple of quarterbacks off and I want you to see if you can find out where I'm where I'm going at with this one here. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger. Byron Leftwich. Yep. Mm-hmm. Donovan McNabb, Dante Culpepper, what's his name? Jamarcus Russell, Cam Newton, Cam Newton. What, I already know where you're going with this. What's the significance of those quarterbacks I just named off? Those quarterbacks can literally throw the ball with players on them. Correct. I literally, as soon as you named Ben Roethlisberger, I immediately caught what you were saying i have watched big ben throw the ball with two defenders one at his legs and one on his shoulders and still deliver a strike in a completion terrell Suggs said that ben roethlisberger is the hardest quarterback he's ever had to tackle this because he's as big as terrell Suggs. yes he is he is literally ben (laughs) roethlisberger probably walked around at 260 it's it's, a big dude it's a big dude he's he's big he's humongous just so you know cam newton at one point was bigger than the average size of the nfl linebacker yes so that like this, this is we are taught. For those who have ever played football, it doesn't matter if it's Pop Warner, middle school, high school, college, even professionals. We are yep. taught to keep going until the whistle is blown, right? Correct. Yeah. I don't understand. Unless they're unless the unless the reps are going to Oh, he's down. I'm blowing the whistle, he's down. If you're not going to do that, the quarterbacks are getting slammed on the ground. Yeah, I mean what the plays how many times have we heard play to the whistle? Play to the whistle. I mean, it it's definitely I don't know, man. There's definitely some BS behind it. It's definitely frustrating. Um, it's, it's frustrating to watch because I, I I feel like this is going to be a changing point in the NFL. Unless Goodell does something about I don't think Goodell's going to do anything about it because no, it, it's a I money mean, this thing. this has been going on for years. It's a money it's thing. It's been going on for years, man. So if, if your franchise player, which is typically the quarterback, gets hurt, then that cost him money because that team is going to falter. And then they're going to have a losing streak. And then fans are going to stop coming, which means less revenue and more expense. Yeah. I don't know, man. I really don't like it. I, I, I'm i never okay with a bad call. And to be honest, you know what? What, what makes me even more mad about all this, man, is – one, I, like I said, I don't like bad calls because they affect the game, and I I, I do not like that. Um, even if they're – look, I'm not going to lie to you. You know my disdain for the Saints, right? I'm not a Saints fan. You love the Saints. And uh, shut your mouth, man. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I know where you live. And, uh, no, you do not. <laughs> yes, I do. So maybe put it out here to all these people. You know what um, city I live in. You don't know where I'll I live. I'll find you. Don't you worry about that, sir. <laughs> 
But um, hey, just so you know, Travis Kelsey caught a touchdown, so now I'm uh, I'm ahead of you even more in fantasy football this week. I don't care about um, fantasy football. You know this. That's good because I'm about 50 points ahead of you. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I I don't like the game when it's affected by bad calls, man. And the Saints have had a couple of them in this year. You know, and they've had a couple of them. And am I happy to see the Saints lose? Of course, right? Because they're in my division, of course. Am I happy to see them lose on a call that is not the way it's intended? No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So I think that's an issue. And then Tom Brady, when asked about it, he was like, I didn't throw the flag. He's right, though. He is. However, if the roles were reversed, he'd be blasting that call. So keep that Colin same energy. Black, man. It's, it's, uh, it, you're right. You're right on both ends there. He's right by saying he didn't make the call. He's not the ref. But he'd be the same one. Throwing, like, you know, pitching a fit, you know, with the... I'm going to tell you that there's a video going around. There's two videos going around, in fact. Grady, Grady Jarrett sacked him twice, even though they took that one away. And uh, there's videos of both of them, and they're saying he tried to kick Grady Jarrett. Now, I watched the, the video of the one that was a penalty, and I don't think he necessarily... I mean, you could try to argue that he tried to kick him because he kind of... He had his leg between Grady Jarrett's legs, and he kind of threw his leg up as Grady was stepping off him. Right. I don't think there's enough to that one, but there was a video before that, and I'm telling you what, bro, it looks like he tried to kick Grady Jarrett. I mean, he did try to kick him. Let me, I'm not even going to try to say it looks like it. He literally had his leg up at him, up at like his kind of close to his chest area, you know what I mean, like drawn back, mm-hmm. and as Grady is trying to get up, you can see him literally kick at him. This is the guy that we're saying the goat. This is the guy that we're talking about be like Tom Brady. This is the guy right now that they're blasting all over TV commercials and trying to praise how great this dude is. And man, he's going this through a lot right, right now. now, man. I don't care, man. Leave that, lead that man alone. Oh, the dude's easy, never been a father, easy. so you got me digging now. Hey, God. he's admitted it, and so is his wife. Oh his wife and maids raised those kids. You better quit. Tom Brady, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Let me move on to the next topic, man. You're going to get me all fired up. You do this on purpose. I hate you. Hey, so the next topic, man, <laughs> the next topic, because we need to roll into it. So for for most of y'all that do or do not know either side of the fence, we got our Discord, and uh, it's popping, man. We're, we're picking up new people every day, and we run polls in there, right? So we allow people to kind of, we throw some topics out there and see what they like, you know, and if they want to be, uh, if they're interested in them, and they want to hear them on the podcast, per se. Well, I just threw a topic out there that I read about, and uh, it was your boy Roger Goodell wanting to expand the NFL overseas, and uh, mainly London. <laughs> so they asked him, hey, do you plan on ever bringing a team over here? And he said, well, that's what we've been trying to do. That's what this has all been for. And uh, he goes, I think London can support two teams. Now, I don't know if you know this, but they've also played games in Mexico, and they're also set to play a game this year in Germany. So it it appears that they're trying to make the NFL global eventually down the line, worldwide. <laughs> this is obviously a multiple-part question. So first off, 
Do you like this? Let's go with that. Do you like this, Vince? No. I don't. <laughs> at, at all. Like that this this I I don't like this right now at at all. This is just a money grab here. Why can't you expand teams in the United States? I I, I re, like he's he's like I'm gonna grab money from other countries now. I'm not even opposed to expanding. Here's the second part of the question we ask people: Do you think they would? Th- do you think that basically you could thrive in Canada or Mexico? I'm gonna tell you, thriving in Mexico is gonna be tough, man, because they're not proven to. Who wants no. to go? Who wants to go play in Mexico? It's a very dangerous country. Yes. So, telling me I'm gonna go down there? Uh, it's not. Some places are more built up, obviously, but it's not to me the place you're gonna go thrive and that you're gonna get. I don't think you're gonna get a, a star team in Mexico. No, you're not. Now, getting them in Canada. They're already proven there. They can sustain a team. Exactly. So I think you can put a couple teams in Canada, possibly. Here's where I look at it, right? Because you know I'm supply, and uh, I look at logistics. These people that are, you you would have to make them, if there's London teams, they would have to basically go on road game stints where... They are staying over here for multiple weeks. Oh, so you're talking about like how the NBA does their road trips. They would have to do something along those lines. But then, but then what about the other people that, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers go to play, you know, the freaking, I don't know what you would call a team over there, you know, the British Bulldogs there and, uh, you know, the London Bulldogs or whatever. And uh, then they have to fly all the way back over here to play uh, their game next week. I don't like it at all. The only way I think you'd be able to line it up is you'd have to give them a bye week right after that. But then you come into the issue of, even if you put two teams over there, how do you break this down? One in the AFC, one in the NFC? Which division gets five teams? You you see what I'm saying? There's so many problems. This is so much bigger than just can they sustain it. What kind of business model works for this? I, I think well, I don't think they can stay in it. Do I think they have fans over there? Yes. Not enough. Do it. I I don't know. I've never looked at it honestly. Um, but I, I I don't think you would be better off trying to build it in Canada first, and then starting maybe like minor leagues. Not really minor leagues, but another league over there, right? So you call it the the EFL, European Football League. And they allow NFL teams or NFL players and EFL players to go wherever they want to go, right? You can choose. Do you want to go play over there? You can choose. And when the draft comes, they all of them draft together. But you play on that side, right? It's the, it's the, Now we no longer have NFC, AFC. Right, we break the, we change that to, you know, the to North American League and European League, and then they compete, they compete, they compete. They never play each other per se throughout the year mm-hmm. until the Super Bowl or until the playoffs. Could you? Am- However, we break it down. Oh. But that's how you, I think that's how you have to do something like that. But you have to have the sustainment. You have to have the people over there, and I don't know if they have it. How upset would you be if? The NFL hosted a Super Bowl overseas. 
I personally wouldn't care as long as the time still stays the same. I personally wouldn't care. I've never been to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? I'll probably so never now, go if I was the dude Bowl. that goes to the Super Bowl every year, then yeah, I'd be pissed off. You know, unless we like, you know, this this podcast pops off to the point where we're like, yeah, I don't need work anymore. We're <laughs> this is full time, baby. I'm gonna tell you what: if this podcast takes off like that, man, like legitimately takes off, where we can afford that, we're gonna do something every year where we send one lucky fan with us too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, absolutely. Hey, you know, once a year, you, me. And then one lucky fan, you know, maybe two, depending on how well it goes, we go to the Super Bowl. You know, we go to the World Series game, one weird series game. We go to one NBA final game. We go to one Stanley Cup final game. Whatever it may be, man, whatever it may be, you know, we, we just do different stuff like that. Yeah. I'm all about giving back to the to the listeners, to the fans, to the anybody that supports us, man. I'm all about it. We've already done one giveaway. We're doing another one on our Discord. I'm all about it. So if it takes off. Do Super Bowl in London, baby. Yeah, buddy. I'll go across the pond. <laughs> I uh I don't know, man. I don't I don't I personally don't like it. I, I think the way the current business model of the NFL is set up, it's not going to work. It's not gonna and it's work. It's not right logistically now. good. It just logistically doesn't work, in my opinion. So I, I think if you do what I said though, if you make two leagues, I think then you get a better chance. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to be weird, too, because... Unless they make it the Euro League like they, they had before. It's got to be something like that, man. It's got to be something like that. you got to do something like that, you know, and you'd have a, a you know, a, a London team, a France team, you know. And, and, and I would say a team, but maybe multiple. Maybe France has got two, Spain's got three, you know, whatever. Belgium. But, but yeah, you yeah, something like that, man. But the thing is, you... You got to get people that are wanna gonna want to go play over there, right? So I don't know, man. You tell me. I, I'm gonna tell you, me. You tell me, I could take me and my family to another country and live there for so many years and play over there. I may take it if the money is right. So that's just my opinion, man. We'll 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 tie this one up. We won't beat this one too much harder. Right. So. All right, Vince. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get Val on the line here. We'll go ahead and call her real fast, and uh, and get some some MLB stuff kind of broke down here. Hey, Val, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Chill. What's going on, Val? Oh, you know, living the life. Baseball, football, <laughs> whatever sports on TV. That's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of sports right now, so we kind of wanted to get you on here to talk about some. Uh, Talk about some baseball, if you got a second. Yeah, sounds good. Cool, cool. So, I don't even really know where to start. I guess first we'll start uh, uh, kind of what's going on with the Mets here in that situation. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Mets were leading for most of the year, right? And uh, right at the last minute, the Braves took it from them. And so the Mets ended up having to go to the wild card where they played the San Diego Padres. And everybody knows how that turned out for them. The Mets now are going to be sitting on their couch watching the Padres play tomorrow night. Um, First off, that's a monumental meltdown. It's the first time in MLB history a 100-plus win team did not make it past the wild card. So that's huge. 
Secondly, what do you make of that, Val? Yeah, that um, I watched last night's game, and I at first off I was quite entertained by the fact that the manager had the umps go and check him to see Old Musgrove's ear. Yes, had him check <laughs> to see if he had any substance. And I was watching, and then the next thing I know, I see him touching his ears, and I'm like, wait, what? Why? Why? Yeah. Why would he have anything on his ears? Like that really threw me off. But yeah, I've seen some meltdowns, but that was he was in his he was in his zone and I don't even know if I don't know what could have gotten him out of that zone. I don't think anything could have, but yeah, that was I'm not gonna lie, I enjoy when I see the Mets have a meltdown. Imagine getting <laughs> beat so bad that you have to go tell the ops that you think the pitcher's right? cheating. Like, I, I saw I that this morning. <laughs> that was crazy. I was like, I was like, oh, his man. ears are kind of shiny, but he may just be sweating. The like, best part about all that, right, was that, first off, uh, Joe Musgrove, that was, he's the first player in MLB history to, uh, what was it? Oh, man, I dropped the stat. I'll tell you what. Before I mess it up on the on the air here, I dropped the stat on our Instagram, and it's in our Discord if you're a VIP. <laughs> but he he did he had a, a, a postseason history event last night with the way he played, and uh, they showed him at one point. I can't speak of, of how he said because we try to keep it PG here, but he had some uh, he had some comments to the Mets fans that were heckling him as he walked back to uh, to his dugout, <laughs> and. Uh, Started with an F, yeah. ended with a U. Okay, so, all right. <laughs> uh, oh, I was all about it, man. I'm all about that fire. So, yeah, he he told them where they can go, man. They were trying everything they could to get him out of there. I mean, when you have that big of a collapse, you got to try something, I guess. Yeah, well, and he, yeah, lose. he didn't he just finish signing like a $60 million contract? So I know it was really high. So if he's signing that high of a contract to extend – He's going to be pitching good, and he's good on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Musgrove's a monster. He's yeah. uh, To me, he's he's our best pitcher that we have. Yeah, so. the, the first problem with the New York Mets is that they are the New York Mets. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. We Go won't y- say nothing else on that then. Go Yankees. So, <laughs> hey, uh, so the Mets were actually the only team to go all three games and actually win a wild card. So we'll do the little quick recap there. Um, the Guardians, who was the home team, they swept the Tampa Bay Rays. The uh, the Mariners, who was actually the away team playing in Toronto, beat the Blue Jays. And that was kind of a crazy one because they came back in the first game and won it, and then they came back in the second game and won it as well. <laughs> um, and then the Phillies beating the Cardinals. The Phillies was as well the road team. So only one Home team won in advance, and that was the Guardians. You know, I got to say, anytime I see the Cardinals lose, it warms my heart, but that's also because I'm a Cubs fan. So I I kind of expected I've... the Cards to do something with Pujols and Wainwright and Molina all retiring. I wouldn't have been surprised if they didn't have a good long run, but at the same time, I was excited to see the Phillies lose. Plus, there's quite a few players. Well, Castellano and Shore were playing for the Phillies since they played for the Cubs. They have you mean a, the cards lose, right? Yeah. Sorry. You know what? Yeah. Cards. <laughs> yeah. No worries. No worries. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, I, hey, so 
I, I will definitely say that I'm I'm pleased to watch the Cardinals lose, but that's more of a, a homegrown thing, and and I'm not a fan of Adam Wainwright. I never have been. Yeah, uh, I, I don't like, like pool host though. I, 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 I love Pujols, and I love uh, Yotter as well. But, like, as far as Wayne right now, I don't like the praise that he gets from my hometown. Like, he did something when he got drafted. He, he's done nothing for the city. He doesn't owe the city anything, but he also doesn't deserve the praise that he gets right. as well. So, um, for, for me, it was bittersweet watching Pujols. I mean, Hall of Famer, first yeah. ballot. Oh, yeah. So, oh, is, yeah. so is Yotter. I mean, like you know, we're not we're not we're not discounting those guys. And no, not Wainwright's most likely going to be in the Hall of Fame too. I'll give credit where it's due. He's a great pitcher. Um, has won in the World Series. Just don't like him as a person. So, um, <laughs> I'll leave it there. <laughs> All right, now that you're done putting your disdain for people out there, Vince, <laughs> can we can we roll into the next round of the playoffs here? Yes, sir. Jesus. Okay, so. We'll kind of go through the games that are sent here to shake up and uh, just kind of go from when they start. Um, the Phillies are heading into Atlanta to play the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't really know what to think of this one. Um, had you asked me, you know, three days ago, I would have said that uh, four days ago, something like that, I would have said the Braves got it. But I'm big on getting hot at the right time. And I think the Phillies are getting hot at the right time. I'm not going to put it past the defending champs, but I feel like this series is going to go deep. What's uh, what's your thoughts on this one, Val? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, the Phillies seem like they always get hot at the right time, um, whether it be they're pitching, hitting, both. Um, and the Braves, I mean, yeah, they're, what, 101-61 and 61 this season, I think is what I saw um, when I was looking it up. And But it's always – seems to be hard to repeat generally um but mm-hmm. but yeah i'm if i have to pick i mean i would i would want the phillies just because of you know castle and former i enjoy watching them play and i i would love for them to make it far but hard to really pick this one is a tough one there's there's a few of them that i'm i i I wouldn't say there's a few of them. There's there's only one I really feel like I know who's going to win. The rest of them, I'm like, ugh. So well, what's your what's your thought on this one, Vince? I hope the Braves get swept and their fans get so drunk <laughs> that they're late to work and get fired. First off, my wife is one of those fans, so I need you to chill out with that thing. <laughs> she doesn't like that drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to need you to calm down, sir. Remember, we grew up in Florida, right around the corner from Atlanta. <laughs> I can't help it that uh, she didn't get good taste like me and oh. like uh, the Cali team. <laughs> That's my take. Y'all was digging. Oh, we something. Yeah. Y'all was digging, 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 digging. Digging yourselves into some holes, man. <laughs> oh, man. She's going to beat me when she comes home. Y'all hear me yelling. Y'all know what's going on. <laughs> so, next game is the uh, Mariners. The unlikely Mariners to advance there, taking on the Houston Cheaters. I mean Astros. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. I don't really have anything. I'm going Mariners. I, I here. Out of spite. I pray to any god that'll listen. Wait, wait, time out. Both of y'all are going with the Mariners out of spite. Yes. One hundred percent. Spite. One hundred percent. Anytime. Anytime I see the Astros, I hope they lose. 
Anytime. I'm going with the Astros. You know how I am. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now, Vince. You know how I am about the integrity of a sport and making sure it's played correctly. If my Falcons were caught doing something like legitimately cheating-wise, not no fake crowd noise, but like legitimate cheating-wise, right, um, def- deflating the balls, um, you know, different stuff that the the scandals that the Patriots have went through. Copying signals. If they had caught doing that to the Saints, I would walk away and say, I hope the Saints beat y'all. I don't like when the integrity of the game starts coming into question like that. Yeah. I, I'm still I'm still rolling with the Astros, man. I don't like them either, but Verlander. The Mariners are hot. The Mariners are hot. And Verlander is a beast in the playoffs. <laughs> No, that is true, but yeah, I I, 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 I don't like betting against that dude. I mean, I well, can I'm gonna tell see... you right now. I just look. Go ahead. I'm oh sorry, no, man. you're fine. I was just gonna say. I mean, I can see because the Mariners were highly unlikely to even make it this far, so I could see them kind of being that Cinderella team, maybe of baseball. And if they could well, beat the Astros, that would be even better. But that would just be a good thing for them. Well, the Bengals weren't supposed to make it to the Super Bowl last year. True. This is true. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Astros. I, 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 I don't want to, but I have to. Well, the next game we got, and this one to me is the closest game as far as I, I'm going to take out who's hot, who's all that right now. Just the closest game as far as talent wise. As it, I guess, I guess you could say the closest to each other. They both have. They both are hundred uh, win. Uh, seasons, and that would be the Garden the the Guardians taking on the New York Yankees. Um, I know Vince, you're a Yankees fan, so we'll go ahead and give you the floor first. I I honestly have I want to pull for the Yankees and say they'll win, but I got a gut feeling the Guardians win this one, man. I feel like it goes deep, six maybe seven. Yankees but I think the Guardians five. win it. What do you, what do you got, Vince? Yankees in five. Always whispering sweet nothings in my ear. Val, what you got? (laughs) So, you know, never in my life did I ever think I would say I picked the Yankees. But I'm going to have to go with the Yankees on this one. And that's specifically, selfishly, just because of Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's my main reason. But, I mean, I feel like the Yankees, they're just, you know, I feel like they're going to start hitting hard. And plus, because, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Cleveland Guardians used to be the Reds, correct? The Indians. No, they're the Indians. Look, yes. okay. I'm the Cleveland too. Indians. Like, it's, cra- it's crazy. <laughs> Indians, okay. Oh, man, the name change threw me off. I was, like, trying to get make sure I got them all correct. But, yeah, I mean, I okay. I picked the Yankees. What, you, what do you think is going to go deep? Um, I'm going to say... That's what I figured. I figured no matter who wins, it's going to go deep. I feel like they're both just – they both had really good seasons. I mean, I guess everybody at this point has had really good seasons. But I, I just feel like they're probably – I mean, I, I just feel like they're going to take it. I, I honestly do. So, could be wrong. I, I will I will, I will add this in here too. Um, one of my, my concerns with this, this Yankees team – is that Chapman is not on the playoff roster. Well, he missed he missed his workout. 
and he did not make the roster. So is that I, a period? Just, yeah, he's not on the roster at all. Well, so I was looking at that. So he's not in for this. They didn't say if they make it farther, if he won't be on the roster later on. But I can't. I don't blame them for keeping him off the roster. Yeah, he missed the workout. I, like, what are you doing? Intentionally, he he seems to kind of go through those ebbs and flows of like. I'm going to put 100% in and I want to work hard and I want to be on this team. And then he kind of like wakes up one day and he's like, meh, I don't care. Whatever. Who cares if I have a contract? It's very selfish. I have a job and I have people relying on me. So. All right. Well, we'll see how that one plays out. And then, uh, of course, my favorite one here, my San Diego Padres taking on the LA Dodgers. Um, with this one, I, I feel like I feel like obviously without Tatis, we are a weaker team. Uh, I'm not going to pretend that we're not. But I do feel like we have the offense and defense to keep up with the Dodgers and even beat them. Um, what I am worried about is our pitching depth. Musgrove is a monster. And then it just goes downhill from there. So... We have a couple of decent pitchers, but I mean, Snell the other night, that dude struggled, and he lost. We lost the game, you know, to uh, to the Mets, game two, and it was just horrible pitching. I mean, horrible. And uh, I don't know if, if it goes deep, I don't know if we can keep up with them. We have the hitters to keep up with them, but... If we have a bad night at the base or at the plate, it's a uh, it's a wrap. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna of course go with my team and I'm gonna pick the Padres, but uh, I'm gonna say if the Padres don't win in five, it's not looking good. If it goes Game Seven, Dodgers win. What you uh what you got, Val? Um, so I'm thinking. I'm thinking Dodgers. They just seem to be, they're just stacked. And it seems like it, it never fails that they're always in the playoffs, seems like, or at least the last few times that, or the last few years that I can remember. But I just, I have a feeling the Dodgers are going to take it. And I'm going to say, I would say six. Okay. What, uh, what about you, Vince? I'm going Dodgers here. They're, they're, uh, I agree with Val here. It, they're, they're stacked. And then you just added Freddie Freeman, who just came yep. off of a World Series championship. Like it's this team scares me. They are probably the best team in baseball right now. And if it comes down to the Dodgers and the Astros, you know where I'm going <laughs> with that one. And it's out of spite at that point. <laughs> like it's 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 definitely out of spite at that point. But they they are they are scary good. However, I will say this: Darvish is a dark horse for your Padres. Yes, yes, he had a very good pitching game, game one. Yes, I, I will say this: if he is on his A game, y'all have a chance. I agree. I agree with that. That's what I was gonna ask. Uh, Darvish is always kind of that. If he starts out the game good, he seems to usually go the whole game. But if he he starts off slow, he tends to stay slow. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what the, the announcer was saying, the exact same thing. 
So, well, yep, uh, absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how this plays out and uh, and kind of where we're all sitting come next uh, next podcast episode. So, well, it's good. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. So, it'll definitely be something we continue to follow up. So, hey, with that, uh, Val, we appreciate you taking some time out tonight to come here and jump on the podcast and kind of dig into some baseball stuff with us. Um, your knowledge is is definitely well appreciated here. So thank you so much. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. It was fun. All right. Well, it was pretty, pretty nice to get her on. That was a uh, enjoyable. She's, she seems to know her stuff about baseball a little bit. Absolutely. That's why I wanted to bring her on. Uh, we, we got to get some more guests on here, man, but you, you know, you got to know what you're talking about for sure. To get on she this. definitely knew. She definitely. Yes. Knew, well, Let's roll into uh, let's roll into NBA before we kick and finish it up with college and, and our games to watch. So, go ahead. I'll let you uh, take the floor and talk about the Draymond Green situation. I'm not a fan of this player, personally. So this one here, it kind of infuriated me. So, Draymond Green punches his teammate in the face, and. The Golden State Warriors basically in-house discipline him. I don't know if you've seen the video. I'm not saying the video is egregious. But you don't punch your teammates. I'll say this. That whatever relationship they may have had before that is done. There's nothing you can say to me after that. Especially now. This is we're we're, we're in a social media era here, right? Mm-hmm. Jonathan That you you can't take that video back. No, you you can't take that video back. So now your kid's gonna see that, your wife sees that, your mom sees that, your dad sees that, your sisters, if he has sisters, your brothers see that. You know there was a talk that he has uh, that he previously slapped another player on his team as well. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I I, I solely I really believe that the Golden State Warriors have been hiding a lot more than this. Yeah. And they've probably been trying to warn him about this. And now this is at the end of their ropes. They're like, I'm done with this. That's probably because why they won. That's probably one of the reasons that they didn't even entertain a max contract option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not worth max money anyways. We're not getting get to that. No, but I mean, you don't even entertain it if you're a problem child. Yeah, exactly. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw out two names for you here. And I'm uh, and just just humor me here, Jonathan. Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. Both those players are due for a max or are due for a contract at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. So is Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Of those three players, who are the first two that you think the Golden State Warriors are going to sign? Wiggins and Poole. Why, okay, then my follow-up question to you is why do you think that? Draymond's a distraction for that locker room in my opinion. He's always running his mouth. He's always causing negative uh, publicity for them. And now there is at least one incident where you put your hands on a teammate. You're dividing a locker room. You punched some dude. You punched your own teammate in the face, dude. That can't be walked back. That's the whole. Once you squeeze the tube, the tube of toothpaste, and squeeze the toothpaste out, it ain't going back in. <laughs> can't punch, go back in, though, baby. You punched him in the face, man. Like. And then there is talk that you slapped a previous player. 
He's got a history of being a grown-ass man and not knowing how to control your hands. You know, and, and it's and it's out there. It's out there yeah. forever that he slapped or he punched his teammate. You know, they, they brought up, I, I've been watching social media a little bit, just looking at the comments from the video, and they're like, well, you know, Jordan punched Kerr in his face and nobody batted an eye. I got two things here. Draymond is not Michael Jordan, for one. And two, I didn't see it happen. Yeah. All I seen was Kerr with a black eye. For all I know, he fell down some stairs. <laughs> you doing that? that plausible deniability. <laughs> yes. Right. Did you punch Kerr? I don't know what you're talking about, man. What I don't you, know, man. You, I don't know, man. You got any evidence of that? No, no, I don't. Oh, oh, well, then, hey, I didn't punch him. Who's saying this? Is Kerr saying that? No, no. Okay. It's it's just, you know, just, you know, Twitter talk, social media, all that stuff there. Uh, one thing that, that actually caught my eye was when Kerr, uh, not Kerr, but Curry, he was asked about the the incident. He said there was nothing said or done to warrant what happened. Yeah. So see, that is star that, player, that your franchise, the face of your franchise. Because let's be honest, Clay Thompson is up there, but Curry is honestly the face of that franchise. The face of your franchise has said that. I mean, he is a distraction. If Michael Jordan said that, if Michael Jordan said that about Scottie Pippen, do you think Scottie Pippen would have been there the next time it was time for him to get a contract? No. This, this, the, and this Draymond the Green's not winning you championships. Steph Curry is. This is the sticky situation behind this here, and this is why I think Golden State is in a big bind unless they fix this, which I don't think that they can. All three of those players are up for contract. You run a strong possibility of signing Wiggins and losing both. Jordan Poole and Draymond Green behind this incident. You don't want to keep Draymond Green, right? Mm -hmm. You want Jordan Poole. But Jordan Poole may walk away. And say, no, I don't want to deal with y'all. I don't like the way y'all handled the situation. Y'all stuck up for him. I don't care if you suspended him for a couple of days or whatever. It doesn't matter. Y'all have been letting this go on for so long to the point where he has put hands on me. Well, it sounds like they've already, it sounds like they're defending him anyways. From what I would I hear. I, this is just mind-blowing to me because I don't know how, somebody got to go. Somebody got yes. to go. Because yes. if, I, if I'm Jordan Poole, Every time you see me, I got to have you. I don't care if I win or lose. I will not stop until I feel satisfied with the outcome of me and you fighting. I'm going to tell just, you I, what. I'm going to tell you what. I've been sucker punched twice in my life. And both times it happened. The first kid, I beat the ever-loving crap out of afterwards. Right? The second one hit me when I had my head down. I was actually t sitting down on a bench tying my shoes. And uh, he jumped on me. And so obviously he's literally on top of me. At that point all you can do is kind of cover up, you know what I mean? And, you know, just try to find any kind of opening you can to, to, to do something. Well, we ended up getting broken up by about 
six, seven, eight people, something like that, and they pulled us apart. At that point, when I come up, I'm ready to fight, but I couldn't get to him. There was issues for us from then on out. Yeah. We had to, every time we were around each other, we had to have, you know, people that were kind of around us, making sure nothing happened. Uh, it was spotlighted by, you know, we were actually on, on, the, uh, on a, a sports team together, and uh, we had to have the coach, you know, coach and assistant, stuff like that. They knew what happened, so they always made sure that we were kept apart. I mean, it was, it caused a division. It definitely caused a division in there. You know what I Somebody mean? Somebody got to go, bro. Somebody so, got to go. Yeah, now you're telling me, and, and, and we were just in school. This this is their jobs, man. They travel around. They're on a plane for hours. They're staying in the same hotel together. They're, it's like us when we were doing the recruiting thing with other recruiters, man. With all the recruiters and junk going around with them, all, all hands and stuff. We're traveling. Is... We're in the same place together. Like, we have beef like that. It's problems. Yeah. Do you know there's a proposed trade that they had on Bleacher Report? I I thought it was actually interesting because this trade would work, but I don't think the Lakers would do it. All right, this is the the trade scenario. Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook and a first-round pick to Indiana. Miles Turner from Indiana goes to Golden State. Draymond Green goes to L.A. Financially, it works. I wouldn't want Draymond. I don't want Draymond. What's going on with the Lakers right now? You don't need that. I don't. I don't want Draymond. You don't need. That, I do right? not. No, that is a headache. Well, and to be honest, you know Westbrook averaged what somewhere close to twenty points a game, and then now you're gonna you're basically taking twelve points off the board by bringing Draymond on. I, I don't like it. No, no. (laughs) Well, let's roll in real quick. Then let's uh let's do your way too early college playoff predictions here. Who are the four teams that you have in the college football playoffs? Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Oh no, I'm already ready. All right, who do you got? And put them put them in order, one to four. One to four. Yeah, do you, do you got it in one to four, or you want me to go first? No, I got I got them one to four. Okay, I got them one to four. What you got? I got Georgia mm-hmm. at number one. Okay. I I have Ohio State at number two. Okay. I have Clemson at three. Mm-hmm. And I have Bama at four. So you basically have them the way they're ranked right now, one through four, just uh, Bama and Clemson swapped. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I think Clemson's. I think Clemson's. I think Clemson's good. I do. I am going to say that you and me could not be further apart. I have at the end of the season when the college playoffs when the college playoffs start. I have the number one team being Ohio State, and this is this is not that I think they are the best team. This is just how I see schedules playing out and how they're going to rank them. Um, I still stand behind what I said last episode. I think Tennessee is the top team right now, performing right now. Tennessee is the best team in the country. We're going to know for sure, or we're going to know a little better next week. But I got Ohio State number one. 
I have um, Tennessee, number two. I have, this one I'm a little torn at. Um, actually, you know what? We'll leave them off for right now. I have USC, number three. And this one's a toss-up, but I'm going to go with Georgia being number four. That was a toss-up between Alabama and Georgia, but I think they're number four. Right now, they got some of the top teams in the SEC. They're the top teams in the country right now. Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee. They, bare minimum, are gonna, they're going to face each other. They're all going to face each other, right? Um, Is this true? Well, they're going to face each other. Um, or, or Alabama's going to face Georgia if they make it to the SEC championship. I don't think they make it. So I think Tennessee beats Alabama. Tennessee is going to go into the to the SEC championship to face Georgia, and I think Tennessee upsets Georgia. I think Georgia's undefeated. Um, excuse me. I don't know why I didn't think about this. Tennessee and Georgia do play sooner than the SEC championship, and they're in the same region too. Yes, so they are not going to go there. <laughs> but I I believe that. I believe Tennessee is going to be upset Georgia when they do face, right? I think they're making the SEC championship with Alabama. I think they beat Alabama, Tennessee does. And I think at that point, they're going to look at Georgia and Alabama, and they're going to give Georgia the nod. Because I honestly feel that Alabama is going to lose to another team as well. I don't feel like they're – I feel like they're going to lose to – you know, a uh, 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 Mississippi, uh, you know, Ole Miss, uh, maybe Mississippi State, but I, I'm, I, I swear, I'm telling you, I believe Tennessee's going to beat them. I really do. I so. don't. It's, it's, it's early, and I agree with this you. It's way that. too I early. That's what I'm saying. It's way too early. I, but. I don't think Bama's that good. Uh, to be honest, I, I really don't. But that's, I mean, but that's why they're at number four for me. Well, okay then. So, stick with the uh, stick with the college games to watch. I got Alabama at Tennessee. Obviously, that is my game to watch because that is going to decide if one Alabama is really Alabama, and two if Tennessee is as good as everybody thinks they are. That's my. That's my. <laughs> I have a couple other games I'm interested in watching, but that is my number one game to watch. What game do you have for college? I have Oklahoma State and TCU. Okay. It it was a, it was a hard one for me to choose because there's there's quite a few good games this week. Mm-hmm. You got Tennessee, or excuse me, sorry, 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 excuse me. You, you got well, no, I'm right. Tennessee and Alabama. Yep. You have OSU and TCU. There's also another one here. We got Michigan and Penn State. I think that I think Michigan wins that one, man. I honestly, I don't think Ohio State or Michigan are great. I think they're decent teams, and I was higher on Michigan earlier in the year, um, but I think Ohio State it does edge them out head to head, which to me is why Michigan does not get in the the playoffs. But even still, man, I could. I don't know, man. I could see 
if a couple of these SEC teams lose, I can see Michigan and Ohio State both making it in the playoffs. Let me ask you this. What you got? Clemson and Florida State, close game or not? Close game. Close game. Clemson pulls it out? I'm going with upset. You're going upset. Okay. I'm going upset. And uh, obviously it's a bold claim, but you never know what FSU team is going to take that field. That's what that's what concerns me. I, I don't know. I mean, are, are they're, they're playing in Florida State. They're playing in Tallahassee. So oh, Tallahassee. Yeah, I think I think they, I think I think they get the upset, man. I, I'm gonna tell you this: it's either it's a close game and they upset them, or or FSU gets blown out. One or the other. There's not a blowout by FSU. It's either a close game and FSU pulls it out, or Clemson comes out and just blows them out the water. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, well, I agree. I, I I think it might be – that should be a game to watch. Yeah. who uh Who's your game to watch this week in the NFL? I have two. I mean, me and you might actually have – we might have both. I don't know. We'll see. You do your first one first. Cowboys and Eagles. That's why I told you to do your first one first. <laughs> Cowboys and Eagles. I knew you were going to pick that one. So that is, that, uh, that is definitely going to be a good one to watch. Mine, and I guarantee it was your other one, is the Bills and Chiefs. Yes. <laughs> That's why I want you to do both of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, I think um, I think the, the, it's going to give the Eagles a real test. And then the, the Bills and Chiefs, obviously, we get to uh, we get to see, you know, firepower galore. I mean, right now, the Chiefs are struggling a little bit with the Raiders, but that's also, you know, uh, inner division. So you expect them to struggle. Most of the time, you don't go blow out the team you play twice a year. So. Yeah, and this is why you don't take into account, like, you know, if the game's close like this, it's a division game. It's kind of like, you know, your your Falcons playing the Saints. The Saints could be 9-0, and and the, the, the Falcons could be 0-9. Them two play is blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they take it differently, so... So, well, I'm going to run up with, because uh, we missed it last week, we'll go ahead and run through the uh, through the fantasy football, how our league is going. We'll run into the stats, and then we'll go ahead and shut this bad boy down. So, right now, we have you and I actually playing this week, um, and we still have both a player piece. You have Mahomes, I have Kelsey, um, but this one is pretty much in the books. Uh, I got a 147.2. You have 104.3. We also have CDs playing Big Black. And uh, he has, uh, CDs has cars still playing, but this one's pretty much over. 140 to 114. Texas Nightmare took on Team Kelly this week. And this one is 100% over. 90 to 70. So it was a rough week for Texas Nightmare, but he pulls it out. Uh, Team G... And Pison, Pison beat the brakes off of Team G, eighty-six to one fifty-two. That is a uh, currently, if nothing else happens with Kelsey, Pison will have the the highest scoring position this week. I'm five points behind him still. So then we have uh, Team McNulty and Burger Time Phillips, and I got to give my boy Phillips a shout out here. He has finally won his first game of the season. 92 to 138. So he is finally in the win column. And uh, for anybody that's... You ain't, 
You ain't worth nothing for that one. Man, hey. <laughs> hey, man. He was like, I'm going to lose every game. So I had to give him a shout out. Like, he came out, man. He came oh, out. Oh, okay. Never mind. I, I digress now. Yeah, okay. he came out. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, had his team played. His team was the fourth highest scoring team this week. And it's not over with yet. He can. Honestly, if, if they have a couple things play out, he could be the top scoring team this week. He's only at, he's at one thirty eight with three players still playing. Paisan's one fifty two. I'm one forty eight, and then we have one forty. So he has a chance to to be the highest scoring this week. So not bad. So just uh, everybody wants to know the standings in the East. You got four and zero. Tacos are life. That's me. Big Black. Uh, well, so excuse me. So I'm gonna advance to five and zero. Big Black's going to fall to three and two this week. Texas Nightmare is going to advance to three and two. Daddy Fat Sacks is going to drop to two and three, and Team Kelly will drop to zero and five. And then out of the West, we have the Pie Zone. He's going to advance to five and zero. CD is going to advance to three and two. Team McNulty is dropping to two and three. Team G is dropping to one and four, and Burger Town Phillips is going to advance to one and four. So we still have two undefeated teams in the uh, the league right now, so it's uh we're gonna end up playing eventually here, and <laughs> that's what I'm gonna see. We're gonna we won't go all the way undefeated. It's not gonna happen. So I don't know what week we play on yet, but it is it is a coming. So, well, you got any good stats for me this week, or you want me to drop one on you first? It's not a stat. It's just an interesting story. <laughs> oh, story time. Okay, I'll sit Indian style. What we got? Okay, this is all that. This is college football here. Yep. And it's about the good old team Wake Forest. Yep. I'm I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna keep it short. Keep it as short as possible. All right. Okay. The team of Wake Forest steps in in the holy domain and curious name. The original team name was Fighting Baptists due to the association with the Baptist Convention. However, in 1923, another controversy joined the, the team's name. After a particular fierce game against the Duke Blue Devils, a reporter wrote that the Deacons fought like demons. This hellish mix-up created the uh, current name of the team, Demon Deacons. Mm. It's like Devil Dog. <laughs> yeah, Devil Dog. Yeah, you know. Thought that was interesting. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool, man. I uh, I'm okay with that. You can you can go ahead and drop that on me on the little stories. Little, it's a it's a. I mean, it's a fact. You know, it's a cool little history fact. So yeah. <laughs> well, I got one for you, and you know I do not like this team, but I gotta give props where props to do because that's what I do, right? Uh, so Saints, right? Of course, I dropped this yeah. on our Instagram today. Drew Brees holds a tie. For the longest streaks of games with 300 plus passing yards at nine. He actually uh, he actually is tied for first place. He's tied with himself. <laughs> that man has done it twice. Two different streaks yep. of nine games in a row with 300 plus passing yards. I know you hate the Saints, but is he the first time? Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? 100%. He's, to me... To me, he's the top uh, top quarterback to ever play. Ooh. You okay? 
sound like you you hurt. Well, to say now that. I'm thinking about it because now I'm thinking <laughs> about it. Like, I think you got to toss up between him and Peyton Manning. I'll be honest with you, man. I don't think Tom Brady's the best quarterback to ever play. He's the goat, man. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's the uh, the player of situations. You know, he has a tuck rule. He has a couple of wide receivers that made incredible catches. He's got the Falcons collapsing. But as far as stats, accolades, being able to do it, like your position, you are the definition. I'm going to tell you what I think Peyton Manning is is more knowledgeable about how to play the quarterback position than Tom Brady. And I may piss some people off. I may get told I'm crazy. But everybody calls him a GOAT because he has so many rings. GOAT, man. So he bought his last ring in Tampa. And I said it. Hey, man. I said it. Hey. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying rings now. Come on now. We're, 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 we, we've, we haven't had this this Michael Jordan-LeBron debate. Well, we ain't having it pod- this podcast. So, All right, because I'm, I'm saying Mike has more rings than LeBron. But Mike is, Mike's a better player. Okay. Mike, Mike, okay. Did, Mike did more with less and less time and was more well-rounded. I will not disagree with you on this. Side. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to put it. I'm going to throw this out there. Just a little. Certainly little not better. Will Chamberlain is not the guard. I can tell you that. Huh? I said Will Chamberlain is definitely not the guard. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, shut up. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to drop this little fact for y'all to chew on all next week or all throughout the week till next podcast, and we'll just put it out there. The year that Peyton Manning got hurt and had to sit out, and they put in. Uh, his name was Painter, I believe was his last name, the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. They went from a Super Bowl contender to, I think, I think like 2-14, and 14, got demolished. The, the, the year after, they had a good season the year before, and then went to that. When Tom Brady went down with injury and missed all season, they put in Matt Castle, and they went to the playoffs. So, was he really that good, or was he a product of his system? Peyton Manning was the system. Let's go ahead and put it out there. Oh, absolutely. So, but I, I think that we, that's that's a talk we should probably table as far as that though. That's a that's good a conversation. Deep one. To that's have. a deep one. We'll have to that's have... a very deep deep conversation. I tell you what. I tell you what. We'll take it to the Discord. We'll put it in the Discord for for a poll and see what everybody thinks. So. Hey, if y'all yeah. want to, like I said, if y'all want to get in and talk about uh, the podcast and what topics we talk about when we talk some of these debates, got to get in our Discord. If you don't know what Discord is, check it out. It's like uh, the great great grandson of AOL's chat rooms. You guys, y'all, y'all got to understand though. Like, like if y'all actually commented and and, and talked about what y'all would like for us to talk about, <laughs> we'll research it and talk about it. We enjoy this, so. But, well, Vince, you got any shout-outs this week? No, sir, I don't have any shout-outs other than the fact that we did this podcast a day early because I have to go to Atlanta to go to school for four hours. Well, that's <laughs> fine, so... Uh, it sucks. No, I don't want to drive four hours to go down there and go to school for four hours. Yo, the Chiefs can't make a field goal, man. The boys missed twice now. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? No, I just Again? Watched miss. I just watched him miss, yeah. Oh my gosh. But there's a flag on the play, so I don't know what's going to happen. Um, So the only shout-out I have is I was wrong last week about the date. Not the date, but the day of the week. 
my son's birthday is not tomorrow because tomorrow is the 11th. My son's birthday is Wednesday, the 12th. So I just want to give a shout out to my big man. He'll be uh, he'll be three. So we're gonna go to some Chuck E. Cheese, eat some uh, not so good pizza that's expensive, and uh, play some great games and make memories because the boy loves it. So he's super excited. He's been uh, bugging me about Chuck E. Cheese now for the past week. So <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese is Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese is legit. Oh man, he loves Chuck E. Cheese. We ain't never lived so close to Chuck E. Cheese. So here we can take them all the time, man. We go, we go to Chuck E. Cheese once every month to every other month. We've been doing it for this past couple months. We haven't, but we used to go about once a month. So hey, so so do they? They still have like the the, the little mascots, or is it all digital now? So they have like one walking mascot, and then everything else is digital. They don't have the animatrons that like were back in the day, where they like their eyes blinked all creepy looking. Oh, that's weak. Yeah, they don't have that anymore. That would give kids. Nightmares. It's part of scaring the kids, man. That's what it's all about, man. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, with that, man, uh, I don't like I said, I don't really have any other shout outs. So I just want to say I appreciate everybody out there listening to us uh, and letting us uh, take up another hour, hour and a half of y'all's uh, time. And uh, yeah, if y'all want to hear hear us talk about something, man, jump on our social medias, our discords, anything, get in there. So I appreciate all of y'all. Hey, Vince, I appreciate you coming on here. Um, and giving me your peace. So thank you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, man. Hey, yeah. Hey, guys. More to come. Yes, sir. So, hey, with that, we are out. Thank you. And we will talk to y'all and let y'all hear our wonderful voices again next week. Later. Peace. Peace.